Hello, Sobertown. Welcome to the Sobertown podcast. This is the second episode of the Rewired podcast series, where we will be discussing the book Rewired by Erica Spiegelman. For more information about the book Rewired and access to other tools related to it, you can visit SobertownPodcast.com. There you will also find other great tools like Todd's blog, which includes his sobriety toolbox, which is filled with great ideas for handling cravings, reframing difficult thoughts, dealing with drinking situations, and everything else you need to tackle sobriety. And we also want to give a shout out to the I Am Sober app and our community there. So today we are here with Danica. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being here, Danica. Thank you. Happy to be here. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm from Northern California, and I am eight months and a few days sober from alcohol. Um, I'm also in sort of early days with another addiction, um, which actually is a great place for me to be um, to talk about this topic of setting boundaries. I feel like it's become uh, particularly relevant for me at this time. Um, and yeah, I think I've been on the I Am Sober app for about five months and really happy to be here for coming. Um, so the first chapter in the book talks about authenticity. Um, and when I was reading through it, she actually talks a lot about boundaries in there. Um, and she talks about, I think, enmeshment, which is something you kind of mentioned that you've been exploring a little bit. Is that right? Oh, for sure. Um, I think there's a, so in the last meeting that we had, um, where we sort of go through Erica's program, um, we talked about setting boundaries and how important that is in recovery. And there's that scale of enmeshment, which is being a doormat, and then detachment, which is being an asshole, um, to put it in sort of very stark terms. But I am certainly more on the enmeshment end of things. (laughs) Even once I remember my dad telling me, don't be such a doormat. Um, So apparently this is something that I've been dealing with for a long time. Um, I, you know, it's not, I sort of went, oh, I've read the book and I went over the book a little bit and I know that boundaries, setting boundaries do come up, but there's not really a section in here. But I think that for all of these, all of the different chapters, if it's authenticity, honesty, evolution, solitude, time management, self-care, healthy relationships, gratitude, compassion, love. Um, those are all things that you really do need to be setting boundaries in order to be able to, um, sort of reach those goals, um, in your recovery. And, um, I pulled out some, at the end of the book, she has listed a bunch of affirmations. So I pulled out some of the ones that I felt like were really specifically uh, related to boundaries and maybe I'll read some of those just quickly. And I might repeat some of these, uh, later, but for authenticity, one of them was I allow others to see and know the real me. I surround myself with people who support my authentic self, um, for honesty, the more honest I am, the more intimacy I experience with others. In evolution, 
I accept praise and appreciation. Um, for solitude, it is safe to put myself first. I realize the need for, I release the need for drama and chaos in my life. Time management. I thought that this section was really interesting um, and had a lot to do with setting boundaries because so much of feeling like our boundaries are being encroached on, I think, comes into with time is such a big factor, right? And having enough time to take care of ourselves first. Um, and a couple of the affirmations from that section where I set boundaries with ease, self-care is the highest priority in my schedule. And then for self-care, the more I love myself, the more others love me. Relationships, letting go of toxic relationships. Um, and detaching with love and for gratitude, I gratefully accept all the good that manifests in my life. Um, and I think that acceptance is it allowing things in or to be, um, that that is also setting a boundary, um, or adjusting a boundary and compassion. I release the need to bully myself or others love. I accept interdependence and interdependence obviously is a big, um, very, is very tied to setting boundaries because that's how we have healthy relationships with ourselves and with others. Um, so I just thought that those were <clears throat> some pretty great affirmations, um, and just showed how setting boundaries it really is a part of like all of these different sections of the book. Yeah, it definitely sounds like, you know, all of those sections, right? And then uh, setting those boundaries for each one. And a lot of them, they all combine together, right? You get, you set one boundary and it's not just for love and it's it's for other sections too. And it all comes together. You mentioned time management and then and chaos and drama. That, that was a really important one for you. And I think they kind of go hand in hand, right? Yeah. Without the time management, you get the chaos and the drama. Yes. I think you get the chaos and the drama. Um, certainly if you're not managing your time and just, I think, uh, tempering people's expectations. Um, something really little that I've been doing recently is trying not to respond right away to messages. Um, and part of that is just protecting myself. But another part of that is just making it a new habit. Um, that I have with ev everyone, even people that I feel like I would naturally always respond right away. And that also influences um, their expectations, right? Where it, there will be a shift from thinking, oh, Danica, respond. Danica always responds right away, as opposed to like, well, I'm used to not hearing for, from her for a few hours. Um, so, to, And that gives me some space um, to process things. And that right now is a big part of taking care of myself right now. Um, so that's just like a little, a little thing. Um, I think another way that we can eliminate chaos in our lives is by if it's whether it's setting boundaries within a relationship and making changes where we are protecting ourselves and being true to ourselves. Um, or if it's just sometimes, you know, eliminating 
uh, eliminating toxic relationships. And I think we've all had to do that to some degree um, in sobriety or in recovery because some of those relationships, it's just, I feel like it's impossible to have a toxic relationship in recovery. Um, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, one of the things you mentioned was you're kind of setting expectations for people when you going back to when you kind of pause before you respond to messages and stuff. And that's kind of a way to, I guess, communicate your boundaries with someone um, without you don't even have to actually say it. Right. But just kind of letting them get used to that as as one of your boundaries. What else do you do to actually communicate what your boundaries are? Like, are there certain things you do depending on the situation? Obviously. Yes, I do. Um, And that's changed over time. Um, I think, like I said, I'm sort of dealing with two addictions right now, and I'm in very different places with either of them. So one, I have a lot of time under my belt, and the other, I don't have a lot of time. So I really have to approach a lot of things from an early sobriety perspective. When I was um, just dealing with one addiction, and I had so much time under my belt, I was much more able to enter into certain situations where I knew that I probably would need to set a boundary repeatedly um, because a lot of times people don't receive boundaries well. A lot of times people don't respect them at first. Um, I think particularly if you have a certain relationship sort of established already where there aren't any boundaries, then when you try to bring them in, it's a struggle at first. So it's just all those reminders. And I really was able to do that and do that from a place of compassion and do it with love um, and a lot of patience and understanding and not taking it personally if somebody disrespected my boundaries and knowing that that was more about them just not being able to accept my boundary. Is there like, physical boundaries too that you set like when you mentioned you know the the two addictions where one you have a lot of time and one you don't have a lot of time so it's kind of like yeah the way you're explaining is you're you got to bring the other one kind of back down so you're you sit kind of at a level playing field and then you're i know you're still maintaining the one but like physical boundaries like okay i'm not gonna go there this time because i know that uh, I'm going to put myself in a position that I definitely is have physical boundaries. Yeah. I've definitely have physical boundaries for myself right now that are new. Um, and I think that there are sort of two main ways that we set boundaries, right? We set boundaries for ourselves. Um, some examples would be not giving into cravings or accepting certain things in our lives or not accepting them. And then there are the other boundaries that are involving other people and boundaries like within a relationship and that interdependence uh, with other people. Um, so for me, the physical boundaries that I've sort of started to put in place recently are, I try not to get in my car at night. That's like a big trigger for me if I'm ready to go out. I know that's not, it sounds so crazy, but <laughs> that is one of them where I just you kind of have to do drive around at night anymore. Um, it's just so easy for me to change a plan and go do something else. Um, 
So just try to stay at home. Um, and I, I just stay at home a lot. <laughs> it's hard to get in trouble when you stay at home, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part. It is more difficult. Um, some other things that I've done is just deleting a lot of apps and certain things that I use too. Like another way that I could connect with people and maybe get into gotten rid of that stuff. I mean, it's very similar to just getting alcohol out of your house. Um, same type of idea. The act of removing whatever trigger is there, right? Yeah. Which is essentially setting another boundary, right? This is, I'm not going to have this around me anymore. I'm not going to, this won't be here, right? And separate this from me. And then. <clears throat> totally. Yeah. Um, and I read this, I've read this really great book about setting boundaries. It's called, um, man, what is it called? Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. And I'm going to butcher this woman's name, but it's by Nedra Glover Tawab. And, um, one of the things that she, um, this is like a quote from her. It's the, Ability to say no to yourself is a gift. If you can resist your urges, change your habits, and say yes to only what you deem truly meaningful, you'll be practicing healthy self-boundaries. It's your responsibility to care for yourself without excuses. Positive self-talk. This goes back to some of those affirmations you read about putting yourself first. And I think sometimes that's really hard. I think that's where a lot of us who have trouble with the enmeshment and whatever have a really hard time putting ourselves first. Like that's probably right at that alley. Um, I think it's really challenging for people. They feel, um, I heard, hear a lot of people say that they struggle with setting boundaries because they feel selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I think that seeing how setting boundaries has played out in my own life, how much more meaningful, um, respectful, and beneficial to everybody involved, like how much better my relationships are now that I set boundaries. Um, that I honestly just can't look at them as being selfish. And I think too, the other thing is that when you're practicing setting boundaries and seeing it benefit your own relationships and yourself, um, that you're also a lot more able to accept somebody setting a boundary with you because you can see it from a perspective of this person cares, you know, this is actually something that's going to make our relationship more healthy. This is a way that they can be safe and still allow me to be close um, and not feel rejected or pushed away Um Is that something you've had to kind of learn? I know that for me, like I'm really bad at, I'm better now, but for a long time I was terrible at setting boundaries. And so if anybody set a boundary with me, that's like the first thing I felt was rejection. Is that something you kind of had to work through at all? Oh, of course. Yeah. I literally had no boundaries before, like zero. Is that something like where, is there something like in your childhood or I know enmeshment tends to come, like happen a lot in when you're a kid and with families and stuff. Is that something that had like a big effect on that for you? Mm, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, probably. <laughs> I, mean, I just didn't know if it was something you had explored at all. Therapy, but um, it's definitely something that's always been 
an issue for me. I've always been a people pleaser. I think I have really low self-esteem and I think that's probably, I don't know if that's something that just is like a characteristic of being an addict or if that's something that's a result of my addiction. I mean, I, my addictions really started when I was 11. So it's like, I've been living this way for a very long time. And it's sort of hard for me to distinguish. Like there's not like a before really, it's just like, this has been my whole life. And now I'm um, working on making changes. But I think that the changes um, have been really positive. And even just having those conversations, because a lot of conversation comes out of setting boundaries with whoever you're doing it with. And just even having those conversations about your relationship and opening up that dialogue, I feel like is such a healthy thing. Right, that's, so, a, that's really hard for people. Just the communication of that. It's really difficult for both sides of any conversation, it seems like. It yeah, I think to... it's really scary. I mean, when I first uh, started setting boundaries, you know, I had no clue what I was doing and I didn't have any history of an ever working out. You know, it's just like walking out into the unknown and going like, well, let me see if this works. <laughs> but it always has worked. So it really um, reinforces that behavior. Gives you some self-confidence too, right? Like, wow, I set this boundary and it's working and like I feel a little bit better about myself. So, okay, where else can I set another boundary or do I move this boundary? Because boundaries get moved all the oh, time. Yeah, right. I mean, they're living, moving things just like us. You know, it's, it's, you're dealing with yourself, you're dealing with other people. So it's a, it's a living organism and that's just part of it. And, you know, sometimes I, I've tried to set boundaries and it hasn't worked or it's just been a complete dumpster fire. And I'm like, well, I probably won't try that one again. Or maybe I've set a boundary and it had a positive effect. And I think, well, maybe I'll try that again with somebody, right? We all have the dumpster, the dumpster fire boundary, right? Like, <laughs> well, I gave that one a try. Oh, that didn't work at all. Talk about a backfire. Okay. <laughs> Let's try that again. I know she talks about in the, um, in the workbook. First, you clarify it, there's the three steps to boundaries, clarify and then communicate and then follow through. Um, and in the follow through part, she talks about coming up with, I guess, letting somebody know if you breach the boundary, here's what I'm going to do. And then following through with that. How does that work for you? Has it been hard or what, what does that look like? That is a good question. I feel like, um, gosh, it's a lot easier for me to remember when people go around my boundaries or disrespect them than ones where people do honor them because then it just, I don't know for whatever reason, those don't really stick out in my mind. I'm sure people do it all the time. Um, you know, obviously if somebody is respecting your boundary, it's, um, I will appreciate that, you know, and acknowledge it. Um, if somebody doesn't respect my boundary, um, I'm sort of at a place right now where I back out pretty quick. Um, for a while I was trying to remind people and I felt like I was getting into a negotiation that was not going very well and I'm just not really at a place right now that I can do that. But um, definitely just letting people know my boundaries. And then um, I think like an example would be somebody didn't respect my boundary. And then I just said, 
I am going to take space right now and I will revisit this when I'm able to. So just very open-ended kind of like I'm out, Um, but I will revisit. Or sometimes it's not that. Sometimes I'm just done, you know? You did take a break from IAS a little bit too, right? Just recently. Mm-hmm. I did. Right? And that was a boundary that you just, you set for yourself. Yes. Um, and I've been doing a lot of that as well. Um, setting lots and lots of boundaries for myself. And that's just things that I'm doing right now to protect myself and protect my sobriety. And also I feeling a little bit like I need some time to regroup with myself um, and just get back that sense of self. Um, I sort of think of enmeshment as like you at the core, you there's your self, your sense of self. And then there are these, whatever it is, whoever that you're interacting with is on the edges. And when those lines start to get very mixed up, and um, fuzzy, then that's a pretty good indication that it's time to step back a little bit, um, which is where I'm at right now. And I definitely hope that in time, I'm sure that in time I will be able to revisit, you know, obviously I'll come back to the app and I'll be able to revisit certain relationships that I've had to put on hold. um, And hopefully at some point be able to um, except when people are acting out or disrespecting my boundaries repeatedly, um, and just see it for what it is. Because I think when people are doing that, it's really a lot more about them than it is about me. Um, so when you find yourself, I think a lot of times when we're dealing with enmeshment, like it's, you get so used to it because you deal with it for so long. It just becomes a part of you that it's like really hard to see when it's happening. Have you learned over the course of all of this exploring boundaries, ways to actually pick out, oh, this, this looks like enmeshment. Like what are some of the things that you notice now when you're dealing with this? I honestly have gotten to a point where I physically feel something in my body, which is insane to me because I used to not trust myself at all. Like I didn't trust my choices because I always made terrible choices. I didn't trust myself in making any decisions because I always make terrible decisions. I mean, for 30 plus years, you know, so it's not like it was a pretty long and terrible track record. Um, but for whatever reason, thankfully, um, in sobriety, I guess just another gift of sobriety is I have started to really be able to um, have a very clear sense of my sober self and how that feels. And when that is starting to erode, um, I can feel it in my body. It's like a kind of like a sick feeling a little bit, you know, something sort of like trust your, when people say trust your gut, I'm like, maybe this is actually a thing. I think it is a thing. Right. When something doesn't quite feel right, right, quite right. And you feel it in your gut like that. Eric actually talks quite a bit in the book, in some of the different chapters about like actual physical feelings and reactions to some of these different things, especially when they're new to you and you're just kind of figuring out how to like recognize them for yourself. Um, 
it sounds like that's actually a really common thing to be able to, to physically feel when something isn't quite right. That's And it kind of goes back to authenticity. Like that's where she starts in the book is, and that's kind of where you ended up with, you know, setting those boundaries and being true to your actual self and, and all of that. Yeah. I think it's really helpful to have um, a good sense of what your values are, what you're sort of about. I didn't know that that was all work that I did where I sat down and thought about what really was important to me. And it's all stuff that I've done in recovery where I've been figuring out um, what I value and um, sort of what I feel like my purpose is. Um, And that is definitely helpful to have a very clear idea of what that is to be able to recognize when you're moving away from that. Um, I actually wrote a post, maybe I'll read, oh, seven signs you're abandoning yourself. This is an old IS post of mine. Um, and there are a lot of these if you Google it, but these ones I really liked. Um, so number one is not speaking up when things are bothering you or people-pleasing, um, saying yes when you really want to say no. I think saying no is definitely setting a boundary. Um, being overly apologetic, trying to get everyone to like you, not acting according to your values, um, minimizing yourself to please others. That is like a huge one for me. Um, letting people uh, get away with dishonoring your boundaries. So I think that those are some signs um, if you see that happening in your life, that you are abandoning yourself and you probably do need to establish some boundaries in order to keep um, from falling into that fuzzy gray area of enmeshment. Those are some really good points. That's actually really fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Danica, I think we'll wrap it up here and then have you back on again when you think you have uh, more to talk to. We could talk more about boundaries again, if you want, or uh, if there's another topic that you're still working on or want to just talk about, just let one of us know and we'll have you back on and we'll do it again. I would love that. So would we. Yes. Thank you so much. You have yeah. so much wisdom to share. I appreciate it. Yeah. Really appreciate you coming on and spending the time with us and look forward to doing it all over again. Thank you both so much. We want to thank everyone for joining us, and we will see you next time with more from the book Rewired.